Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder and the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is someone who may or may not be in the running to buy the CW, Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? And unfortunately, no, I am not, though I wish I was. I mean, I'm doing good, but I'm sure you can scrap together some money. <laughs> I will. I mean, what's it? It's going to take, what, like 10, 15 bucks, probably? I would add about zeros on top of that, probably. I can't count that high. <laughs> But yes, so there was the um, there was a report uh, maybe about a week ago now that said Warner Brothers was um, shopping around the CW to sell, and that supposedly it hasn't been profitable since the CW started. Which I mean, I could I could definitely see that. I mean, look at the rate. Look at the ratings that the shows bring in. I, I mean. The CW has never, like, the CW has good shows. The ratings for the shows have never really been what you would call money-making. Right, and it's weird because um, in the same report that said the CW isn't profitable, it did go on to say that the station is not profitable, but the content on the station is, like, very valuable. Well, that's because... You know, the shows are making money through streaming and through all of the, like, TV sales and merchandise related to all the, you know, all the comic book shows. But, like, the actual network itself and ad revenue isn't making any money. Yeah. And so, I mean, so whether or not they sell the CW, I would imagine, for one, like, there would be homes for all the other shows elsewhere either on either on hbo max or on netflix because i know netflix um the comic book shows would probably revert to hbo max all american would probably go netflix nancy drew would probably go to hbo max i mean isn't all american already on netflix a bunch of cw shows are on netflix aren't they uh all of the ones that were on Netflix and were part of that streamer deal with Netflix are still there. However, shows like Batwoman, Nancy Drew, any of the shows that come out this season do not automatically go to Netflix. They have to, uh, uh, the streamers can vie for the individual rights for the, for those shows. And Batwoman and Nancy Drew both landed at HBO Max. Okay. Which seems weird seeing as how, WB also owns HBO Max, so I don't see how I don't see why they would have to buy. But I mean, well, no, but I think like CBS All Access, like Paramount Plus, was in the running for I think yeah. for both of them. Netflix could try to get the rights, but they didn't have like they didn't have the automatic rights because the CW and Netflix had that deal until like 2019 that every CW show would go on to Netflix and then mm-hmm. would be updated like a a week after the season ended. Ah, all right. Well, I mean, so it would be interesting to see who would end up uh, buying the CW as I don't know how many people that watch Batwoman remember 
but like CW has gone through, you know, has gone through incarnations before, before CW. Listen, I was, I was watching the CW when it was the W and Barry Watson was playing Matt Camden on seventh heaven and was a young lead on that show. And now he is the dad on Nate. Yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, it was, it was originally WB and then they changed it to CW because they merged with UPN. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. Um, so it was, uh, it's been I mean, a long road for, it's been a long road for CW, a yeah. lot of hit shows, but I would, I'd be very interested to see if somebody buys it and what they turn it into. And what shows stay Yeah. on the network. Yeah. Cause you would imagine that somebody, somebody just taking over would want to completely rebrand it. I mean, yeah. the only shows from because not a whole lot of the shows that were on were even a couple of them like survived the jump but then were gone like within a couple of years like literally supernatural which ended last in fall of 2020 was the last show that started on the wb that was still aired wow yep that's and it's weird because it just seems so long ago since the wb switched over to the cw that which to but I think in 2006. All right, so it was about as long as I thought it was. Weird. Uh, so that's out of the way. Uh, now we're back from the holiday break. Uh, we only have a few episodes left, unfortunately. Oh, that makes me cry. <laughs> uh, but on this plus side, it should mean that the season, that the uh, back half of the season will go by just as quick as the first season, is the front first half. Yeah. So. We're uh, we're gonna jump into uh, season three, episode eight, and we start off with a flashback scene of Renee and her partner looking for uh, poison ivy, Pamela Pamela Isley, and uh, they they find her as she spears <laughs> as she spears uh, Renee's partner through apparently the kidney. I, yeah, I was That looked quite violent. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I was like, oh, they just got back and somebody's already dead. Good job. Good job, everybody. We did it. Um, Starting off the new year with violence. Yeah. So they were there to arrest. They were there to arrest uh, Pamela, but Renee couldn't. Renee couldn't bring herself to Ivy, which led to her taking out the, which led to her taking out her partner. Um, and Renee is really just trying to reason with her because she still loves her and Pamela's just not having any of it. Takes a vine, stabs, stabs the partner. And that's all we get from, that's all we get from that flashback. I we like just have, the original poison. We just have Renee, uh, ye- you know, yelling at her and poison Ivy just walks away and we, we get to the, we get to the, um, opening credits. Uh, yeah, uh, the the red overcoat is a little weird. It works because it breaks up all the green, but um, I did like her in this episode. So it'll be interesting to see what happens after this. Yeah. We go to a hotel where Mary is doing Alice's nails, <laughs> 
And she's doing them green because now she's Poison Mary. Everything has to be green. Literally, this is the team up that I did not know I needed, but I love so much. And and Mary is like, you know, so how do you like them? You know, she was like, not everyone can pull off green, but I think it works on you. And Alice is like, I've never been in a position where I had to, where I actually cared about hurting somebody's feelings. So I'm stalling. And and <laughs> Mary, this is the sweet, possibly the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. Like, it's a very short list, Mary. Quite, quite. Yeah. I mean, pretty much all of them were probably within the last month. Yeah, probably. I mean, but it was it was a nice little sisterly bonding exercise as the hotel manager barges in and says that. Uh, none of Mary's credit cards have worked, and they've racked up an $8,000, and they need to leave. And apparently they're in Metropolis. To which Mary uses, yes, they are in Metropolis. So we've seen Metropolis now, from Batwoman's perspective, at least one hotel of it. Poison Mary uses her uses her uh, ability and convinces the manager to pretty much let them stay there for free. Basically. Yep. And Mary deducts that the that Ryan and Luke are the ones with her credit cards to cut her off, and she doesn't take it well. No, she goes on a rant. She goes on a rant about how you would think almost killing them. <laughs> and would make them. What did she say? <laughs> make them rethink the friendship. Would make them move on from the friendship. Oh, so the line delivery was. Hilarious. Yes, it was. Uh, so she asks Alice, you know, what should she do? And Alice is like, kill them. She's like, no, we're not doing that. Try again. <laughs> She's like, fine. And she said, you know, the, the way to do it is to get them to hate you so much that they give up on you. We go over to Mary's Mary's uh, uh, hospital thing. Clinic? I, clinic, thank you. Wow, it's been a day. Um, we go over to Mary's clinic, which is just a greenhouse at this point. Yeah. It's just overrun by so many, by so many plants. Uh, as Renee is walking in, she notices a a tulip, and it brings her to a flashback of her talking to Poison Ivy uh, in their apartment, or at least in one of their apartments. And Poison Ivy is holding a potted, a potted uh, three or four tulips, and she talks about how they symbolize forgiveness, and she's trying to give them to to Renee for an apology for what happened earlier in the day. And she's like, "You almost killed my partner. Like he needed a new kidney." That's something that flowers can make better. I mean, it was worth a shot. Was this the scene where she was like? And you did this all for what, Mother Nature? Or is that later? No, that's that's here. And and she's like, I'm sorry if global warming and flooding is such like a bummer of an idea, but this reusable cup just doesn't help. And Renee, Renee's like, you know, I want to... She's like, I'm happy that you're passionate about this, but, you know... You're you're going about it the wrong way. I you know I want you to be the same woman I fell in love with, who really loved baseball and math. So we see the strain of 
what happened to Poison Ivy and Poison Ivy's new direction had on their relationship. Yeah, really bad spot. Yeah. We go over to the hideout of of the Bat Team, which is a boiler room. Uh, so the, oh, you know what? It's 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 uh, Renee's office is what it is. And That's why they were making all the comments about Renee's office in the elevator later in the episode. I, yep. I missed that that's where they were. Yep, it's Renee's office, and poor Luke is, like, <laughs> poor Luke has, like, two laptops with a bunch of plugs going into them. He's and... in technology hell, and I yeah. feel for him, because been... when your computers do not work up to the standard at which you are normally accustomed, it makes things monumentally more difficult. Yeah, and so uh, Renee comes in, and... You know, is like so. How's everything going? And Ryan's not too happy. I don't know when she's ever happy lately, but she's not too happy. Uh, uh, Renee, she's not, not a whole lot to be happy about. She's got a yeah. homicidal brother, a best friend who's gone plank. Yeah. And she's Batwoman. That's a lot to juggle on her. Not to mention whatever weirdness is going on with Sophie and Renee. So Nene is. Uh, <laughs> is their ship name. Uh, however, so they get into an argument about how, you know, they're, she's locked out of the Batcave. Mary's becoming a, you know, not a serial killer, but for some reason that's what they say. Um, and, and Renee's like, you know, you're going to have to make some hard choices when it comes to Mary. And Sophie agrees with Renee, to which Ryan is not pleased. There's definitely some jealousy coming from Ryan about Sophie and Renee. She is not thrilled. She is they, not. But they are teaming up in any way, shape, or form. Yep. And Luke just wants to get out of this. <laughs> he's like, I smell asb- asbestos. We should go outside. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, this is way too much drama for me. Let me just get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, Renee talks about you know what she went through with Pam and how how she just like she kept losing more and more of Pam and the same thing's going to happen to Mary and then she says what they did to what they did to stop uh what they did to stop poison ivy originally what batman did he created a serum that essentially uh essentially sucked all like the it desiccated her yeah so and, you know, Renee talks about what that entailed. And she's like, and you want me to do this? And Brian's like, you want me to do this to Mary? Uh, no. And even Luke is like, look, Mary would want us to do this. So it's really everybody, like, against Ryan. Because Ryan is holding out hope that she can talk sense into Mary. Yeah, it's like, she was reminding me a lot of Kate's one about Alice. It is very similar, and that's what... That's kind of what Alice was talking about in the hotel. Yeah, she's like, I've been where you are, and you've just got to... That's why she said you just got to make them want to give up on you. Although I don't think anything that could make Ryan want to give up on her. So they decide that they need to find out where Batman stashed Poison Ivy, because then they would be able to, they would be able to extract the serum that he used and hopefully use it on Mary. We find and out... Ryan is not... A, about this plot she's doing it but she hates this yeah absolutely um but you know what i i think 
even though she doesn't like this plan, it's better. To, it's at least better to have a backup plan in case hers doesn't work. And I think that's what like Renee's all about the plan. Like Renee's like, this is what you need to do, and she knows it from experience. Yeah. Sophie is kind of like, yeah, this is what we need to do. And Luke's like, look, this is what Mary would want us to do. And like, I'm not saying that like Luke's Luke loves the plan, but I think Luke is becoming more realistic and yeah. Ryan Ryan's the only one that's like this is a bad plan yeah but, Luke's being but I'm pragmatic about it. it and she's being more yeah uh, so we find out that since Marcus took over uh, Wayne Enterprises he's upgraded Wayne Towers security so it's going to be very difficult for them to get access to the Batcave where Bruce's journals are in the hopes of finding where Bruce buried Poison Ivy However, just then, Ryan gets a phone call from Marcus, uh, is talking about selling Martha Wayne's pearl necklace, and kind of just, kind of just trying to get under her skin. Her skin. And uh, during their phone call, one of his assistants comes and talks about a a, a costume and a costume fitting. Yeah, that he has coming up because there's a party happening. So. They know he's having a costume party tonight, and uh, Luke gets them on the guest list by finding three people and telling them they were no longer invited and stealing their invites. Gives everyone a backstory, to which um, Ryan is a French board game designer. Did not know that was a thing, but okay, sure. Well, France is a place, and board game designer is a thing, so... It would stand to reason that there is somebody in France that has designed board games. Board games aren't just found in nature, Tony Ann. That is true. They are not. But I, I do like how they're going over their backstories. And nobody told Ryan up until the, un, up until the elevator door to the party opens and they're exiting. And Luke's just like, BT dubs, Ryan, you're French. <laughs> gotta say i loved the outfits for this party uh so did i i am also happy that marcus didn't wear that mask the entire time because that like i that's the only thing like his full masquerade mask was a little much um however i do like the aesthetic of uh, this party we have all of the we have giant cards and each guest was given a card to which we find out later is for some bizarre job interview because Marcus fired all of the all of the people on his team because uh, they they did not support him. Uh, Marcus's suit is really nice. It's a nice white jacket with a red uh, scarf, and in a nod to the Joker, he's got a painted-on flower. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, like instead of having a flower in the lapel, it's it's painted on. So he calls up the first person, and there's places to put your hand on the table, and he asks them a series of questions. And when you get it wrong, the the pads zap your hands and and uh, hurt you a lot. Yeah, I wasn't. I knew something was going to happen. I was not expecting that. Yeah. So. They each have their own. They each have their own thing to do. Sophie's in charge of getting a fingerprint that they need from Marcus. Ryan's in charge of getting a retinal scan 
Uh, because and her Sophie's mask in charge of is, getting the thumbprint. Her masquerade mask is fake. Sophie's in charge of the thumbprint. Uh, Ryan's masquerade mask has a scanner like the bat suit had to scan it. And has the job of hacking in. And everyone's done their job except Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's the last. I, I did like it. Uh, <laughs> I did like how in the elevator, uh, Lucas. Lucas telling Ryan he's like, you know this, you know this mask has tech from the bat suit, you know, from the bat suit uh, headset, so we can scan his retinas. So be very careful. And then he's like, and Sophie, your mask is from a doll store. Go nuts. <laughs> so after my the favorite, first person uh, answered, it was like, I think uh, it was in the scene after this, or because you said that Ryan was the last one. <laughs> They kept teasing her. She's like, it's not a competition. He's like, yeah, well, guess what? Sophie's already got the thumbprint, so now it's all up to you. Yeah, that, was, that was right before uh, Ryan. So first person that they called out answered the question wrong. They call out a second, and Ryan sees the person with the card that he called out. And when the person is not looking, she switches the cards. So it's her. She goes up puts her hands on the thing and is staring at Marcus to try and get the retinal scan. Uh, so Luke is like, you know, all right, we got it. And Ryan's like, all right, I'm out of here. And I, I love that he, I was afraid that he was going to catch on that it was in that moment, but he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she used very basic French. I'll give her that. I will say, I feel like he might've thought something was mm-hmm. off because the way he said, finish this sentence, I was like, uh Oh, Right. Yeah, finish the sentence, a mother's love is... It, I thought so, too. So, and just the, his look, his tone, it was all... It was giving me major creep factor. Yeah. So, we go into the elevator, where Renee pops out randomly, because she wasn't with them initially, so she was already at this party, apparently? Question mark? Apparently, or maybe... Yeah, I'm not sure, and then... Like, Ryan was not thrilled to see her. And honestly, knowing what we know and how the episode ends, which we'll get there when we get there, I kind of don't blame her. Right. So, as they're in the elevator, and poor Sophie is listening to Renee and Ryan... Bicker back and forth. Yep. And... Ryan's basically like, I don't know why you're... She's like, well, this is about the woman that I love, and if you find anything, I'm the one who knows her the best. So I'll be able to help you decipher it. Like, Which is fine. true. I'll accept yeah. your help, but you are to never speak my name or Batwoman's name ever again. Like, this is it. After this, we're done. Yeah. And, and then she gets in another jab about Sophie sleeping with Renee. Yeah, I'm telling you, there is such a jealousy vibes there. I know you don't agree with me that Sophie and Ryan are going to become a thing, but there is a hundred percent vibes there. Uh, and then, um, Sophie has, so, Sophie has one of my favorite lines in this episode in which, uh, Sophie's like, I really thought Wayne tower was tall enough to get us to, to get us to handshakes. And I'm uh, like, she says it and I'm like, Sophie, we spent all of last season and maybe the start of this season where Ryan, like, held a grudge against you yeah. for forever. And 
and Ryan has been holding, it's been on site with Alice, Ryan hit the show. So, like, Ryan is not one to let things go. Right. So they get out of the, they get out of the elevator and beat up the goons that were just standing guard. Renee grabs a bat, which is, um, which is a nice little Easter egg for two reasons. One, it's the colors, uh, the bat is it, the colors of the bat that Harley Quinn would, um, so it's a nice nod to Harley Quinn. And two, uh, in the, in an alternate universe series of comics called Bombshells that take place during, like, I think World War II, uh, Batwoman is a baseball player. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, she's in, like, the, um, like her she still has like the red and black ensemble but it looks a lot like like the the top looks like more of a jersey and the bottom's a skirt so kind of think of like a black and red version of say the league of their own uniforms oh wow yeah i really love i really love that uh outfit that batwoman outfit so much so like i don't have a lot of like I have comics. I don't have a lot of like toys or statues, but I do have uh, a statue of that version of Batwoman. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they they take out the goons that are in Marx's office, and Ryan has Sophie turn around and close her eyes so she doesn't see how they enter the Batcave. One thing I forgot, because because um, I the one thing I absolutely hate about about breaks is I fall out of rhythm and if like I feel like it takes me a week or two to kind of get back in the rhythm. So one of the things that I glossed over was was Renee's reaction when in her office they're all just like casually talking about trying to find poison ivy and figuring out like all right, well, if Batman did this, it might be in it might be in Bruce's journals in the Batcave and like they go between talking about, they go between calling him Batman and Bruce, and Renee's just like, wait, hold on a second. I've been a detective for eight years, and I'm just now realizing that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, that was my and, yeah, and I'm sitting there going, man, you know, these people just can't keep a secret. <laughs> So they make it down into the back cave and they're looking through the journals and as they're doing that we go back up to the party and Mary comes walking in to the party in her nice green dress with blondish hair maybe question yeah, mark Yeah her hair was definitely lighter It's definitely lighter but I'm like because of the lighting in the scenes I can't I can't tell if it's like like a no, a light red it was definitely almost blonde in the behind the scenes video that we saw that didn't have all that lighting okay i will say i don't i love her dress like the dress is the dress is great i want that dress yeah i don't love the hair color i don't think it i just don't think it works on her it worked with that dress and i get what i get what they're going for like i think they want to like show the full poison ivy transformation so her right. her hair is i think is trans like getting probably might even be going from dark to blonde to red like it may be this this might not even stay this blonde for this long mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, like, I can see her with red hair. I just, I don't know. Like, there was just something about, it was just something about the hair color that just seemed off. And I don't know if it was just, like, like clashing with her skin tone or what. It just, it just seemed weird. Like, I don't know. It was, like, I don't, but, yeah, that, that dress was, that dress was really nice. Uh, so they're still looking through Bruce's, they're still looking through Bruce's, uh, files, and Luke is just like, hey, by the way, Mary just showed up. We get another flashback scene of Renee and Poison Ivy, where Poison Ivy is, where Poison Ivy is packing, and Renee's like, so there was a break-in at the dam, what are you up to? And she's like, you know. Was this the scene you wanted the song for? Yes, because I really liked the song for this scene. It was it was really good, and I'm gonna listen to it on my way home tonight. Now that I have it, uh, but yes, it was it was Renee. It's a scene where basically Renee's like, you know, you need to, you know, you need to choose whatever you're planning on doing or me. And Poison Ivy's like, I want to, you know, I want to be with you, but you have to understand what I'm what doing I, and support me while I do it. Right. And it's a very, it's a tender scene, and Renee uh, kisses her, and Renee had given her a tulip, like like Poison Ivy had done before, and she's like, you know, why did you give me this? And she's like, for forgiveness, and then she stabs her with the concoction from Batman, and see, this is why I don't trust anybody. Uh, yeah. Like... What? I mean, come on. No, I get it. It's funny that you say that this is the thing that made you not trust her considering what's coming. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about her. I just meant in real life, in relationships, I just don't trust people because this kind of happens. Like, wait, 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 wait. Like, like <laughs> you, think, you think a relationship is going good and then the girl stabs you with some concoction. Oh, yes, because naturally you're going to get you're going to get stabbed for desiccation at any point in real life. That's a thing that can happen. Apparently, yes. See, this, I'm just saying this is why I'm single. <laughs> I will say I, I did find myself like feeling things in this scene, which I wasn't expecting to because we literally just met. We met Renee earlier this season and we just met Poison Ivy in this episode so the fact that i was like connected and invested was really kind of awesome they did a really good job and i think it's i think it's a testament to both actresses that you feel like you feel their their love and connection in one episode and really only like three scenes yeah together i think their airtime for the episode total would probably equal maybe five minutes uh i think a little bit more than that but but yeah and i think this was a good like aside from them kind of you know aside from them having chemistry together and being able to convey that in such a short amount of time i think it does help that we've heard renee talking about pamela prior to this and how much she meant to her so we were able to we were able to have that kind of as a basis to go on to see them and yeah. but we see like we see Renee does a really good job at conveying like her pain about having to make this choice and 
but and it's a choice that looking back she regrets it yes she does as well she should she stabbed the person she supposedly loved in the back actually in the front but she did it because she thought she semantics like this yeah no i they did a really good job they did a really good job at conveying their emotions and making me believe in this relationship enough that i was already kind of like invested so i do give them that um also i've come to the conclusion that given the fact that you know i side with alice i side with poison ivy like i don't see i don't see what poison ivy did wrong i this this series has lead has led me to believe that there's a very good chance i would be a master criminal if i could find out a way not to get caught like <laughs> like i'm apparently just an evil person no no you're not evil you're empathetic and you can understand <laughs> the motivations behind why people do the things that they do you see behind the things that they do and see them for the people that they are that's not evil yeah but i would also enslave humanity like <laughs> like no, see, look i am trying to give you credit yeah and that's fine but i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest like i've lived i lived many years on this earth and humanity has shown me nothing that says that says they are they should allow to make their own choices in life look I mean, at where we've two, gotten i was gonna say we're two years into a pandemic because of humans and their yeah like look at where we've gotten in life by letting humans make their own choice <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i will say this is one of uh, one of my favorite things in this episode is just about coming up where they you know they read this they've read your, bruce's journals it doesn't give it doesn't give a location for where they put for where he stashed poison ivy and they talk about well in order for her to stay in the in the state that she's in like she's got to be away from sunlight she's got to be a, a, away from rain moisture any any moisture and they're like it's gotham's an island and it rains like 300 days a year where are you gonna put her that is away from moisture which they have a point like you never see a sunny day in gotham gotham is like seattle basically to which ryan looks at the tree in the bat cave and realizes that poison ivy is in that tree that's coming up in the middle of the bat cave the same tree in which alice commented on at the beginning of the season, asking why there was a tree in the Batcave. And I remember us commenting on it, too, when she did. Right. I, I kind of love that that kind of all went full circle. That's yes. I loved Ryan hearing it out, too. Yeah. And, like, as soon as she said it, everyone's like, you know what? Makes sense. I, like Luke said, it's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah. So, so they're trying to figure out where she is in the tunnels. Uh, because there are tunnels underneath the Batcave that go closer to hell than Renee's office. Another great line of the episode. Yeah. Um, So so, um, Ryan uses 
like her echolocation to kind of isolate Pam's heartbeat and to try and find out where she is. She zeroes in on it and they go off to find her. As that is happening, Mary is having a question before we transition yes. to the next thing. Okay. When when she when Ryan is using the, that part of the bat suit and her eyes gl- like and her eyes do that thing, does that creep you out? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. I get so creeped out by it because it looks so creepy. It does because you, essentially you're just like, <laughs> like her pupils go away and like her entire eye becomes white. It's just it's, okay. I just I wasn't sure if it was just me or not because I noticed it like again. I was like, oh, that's so creepy. Okay, continue. Yeah. So we go over back to the party where Mary is dancing with Marcus. They have chemistry, and... by the way. Yeah. I so don't think they're going there, but I'm just saying. No, no, I know what you're saying. Um, a little bit, and I think it's just the way that Mary is playing it, because like she yeah. is, she is kind, like she's trying to lure Marcus into this because she wants Marcus to help her with whatever her plan is, and so she's kind of she she's kind of baiting Marcus, and. She calls him a CE bro, which I loved. I loved that. Was that a, was she quoting him back then? Uh, I don't believe so. See, I but, thought, I thought he was. She was. So she is pretty much saying like she wants. She just wants to kind of move on with her life, and and Ryan and Luke are still you know are still trying to to help her, and we see her whisper something to Marcus, and then she walks away. We go back down to the tunnels where Batwoman, Renee, and Sophie find uh, find Pam trapped inside of the trapped inside of the tree. And Ryan doesn't like how she looks and is now like, this is what you want to do to Mary, right? And Renee's like, "Hey, I was where you were before," and. And, you know, it had to be done. So she hands Ryan the the gadget. Ryan sticks it into Poison Ivy, extracts the serum. And so Ryan leaves Renee and Sophie to watch over, to watch over Poison Ivy to make sure she doesn't uh, come back to life or doesn't wake up. Because uh, they don't know if, if sucking this juice out of her will cause her to, to revert back. As so... Yeah, go ahead. When when Batwoman left and left um, Renee there alone, did you get any weird vibes yet? She didn't leave Renee alone. Sophie was okay. there. Sophie was there. Okay. Yes, yeah, Sophie's there, and she gives Sophie a gun in case in case it's needed. Although it's not it's not a gun, it's something. But um, she does give Sophie a weapon, and we go up to the party. And Luke can't find, you know, Luke lost Mary. And we see Marcus show up. And then we go back down to Renee and Sophie. And Renee is kind of apologizing to, to Pamela. And they are talking about, you know, they're talking about what's kind of led to this. And how they need to find Alice to to find the joy buzzer still. And... And Sophie finds out. Sophie figures out that she had gotten a fraud alert earlier on her phone, and that it was Alice 
who stole her credit card. Because she ordered a triple layer, what was it, a triple layer, layer strawberry cheesecake and a grape soda? Yep. So she's like, I'm going to go investigate this. Here, Renee, I'm going to leave you alone with with Poison Ivy. Here's the gun in case you need it. That, so, like, I kind of started getting a little bit of a weird feeling when she left. And then the weird feeling intensified. Yeah. A little bit later in the episode, and I'll explain. I'll explain what scene it was when we get there. Yeah. So, so uh, Sophie shows up at the hotel because Alice had the cake delivered, and Alice is like, "Well, it took you long enough. Here, have some cheesecake." <laughs> and she's like, "I." She was like, "For letting me stay on your prison cot of a couch, I wanted to return the favor." Hilarious. <laughs> And she's, you know, and she's like, Renene is a liar. You know, go to her office, this drawer. drawer on the left. Yep, and straight on till morning. You'll see what I mean. Now, when she said that, did you think she had the buzzer? Because I did. Uh, I didn't. I don't know what she was going to find, but I didn't think she had the I honestly Cause... thought that Joy Buzzer was going to be in Marcus's possession. Because that's, like... Like every time we've gotten a new version of a of a villain, they've had the possession of whatever of whatever the previous villain had. Like so, Mad Hatter had the hat, uh, Killer Croc had the tooth. Even though the Joy Buzzer doesn't turn Marcus into the Joker, well, technically it did, but like just holding the Joy Buzzer doesn't turn Marcus into it. I figured he still had it. Like he like he bought it offline because you know, of his connection to it or whatever. So I didn't I didn't think she had it, but I didn't know what she was going to find, but I figured it was going to be something to do with Pamela. Because I, I was like, because she had mentioned it earlier in the episode, um, in the elevators, it, it had come up because Ryan was like, listen, we've done what you asked us to do. So that, like, at this point, we're square. And Yeah, and like, Renee says the, the joy buzzer is still out there. And then she's like, well, we need Alice for that, which is when Ryan got the dig in at Sophie. Right. But then when Alice, so when Alice said that, I was like, huh. Yeah. Like, that's a little weird. Yeah. So, um, so we see Mary leaving the party. She tried going out through the elevator, but the elevators were shut down. So she uses the stairs, goes up to the roof for some reason. Was it the roof or a parking garage? No, it was definitely the roof. And well, not the roof, roof, but like up there. And uh, Batwoman's there. Batwoman grabs her, gets her, you know, gets her kind of on the edge of the ledge and holding the holding the serum to her. And Mary is like pleading with her not to do it. She's like, "Do you even know what the half life is on those chemicals? That was made over ten years ago. You know, what are you gonna? What are you doing to me?" And then Marcus comes out with Luke. Holding uh, with holding a gun to Luke's head, and is like, "Let's off both of your sidekicks right now, sis. It'll be some family bonding." And Mary's like, uh, "I told him who you were, so you know, don't play dumb." When, <laughs> when Mary snaps back to herself and realizes everything she's done, I think this is going to be the hard, like one of the hardest things for her to process that she did, that she betrayed their identities like that. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Batwoman goes after Marcus. Mary goes running off. Batwoman stabs Marcus with 
the serum. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, neither did I. Not at all. Uh, from there we go to Mary coming into coming into Alice and Mary telling her what happened and she was like, you know, once Marcus showed up on the let, you know, on the on the roof, she didn't pay any attention to me and Mary's like, well, because they still or Alice is like because they still don't see you as a threat. And Alice had one of my favorite lines of the episode too. <laughs> 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 So Alice is talking about how they don't see her as a threat and how they're still not really paying attention to her. And, and you know, so Mary's still kind of feeling, like, worthless. Even after all she's done, she still wasn't worthy of their attention. And Alice is like, hey, you know how I've been having all those crazy delusions? Like, Dad writing, uh, like Dad writing me imaginary friends walking in on Sophie in the shower. <laughs> that and, wasn't actually the line I was talking about. Oh, and Mary's like, that last one actually happened. And Sophie was, and Alice was just like, oh. And like her eye, like her eye recognition of it is just like, huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, my favorite, she walks in and she sees Mary drinking the champagne and she's like, I was in the bathroom trying to fight my way out of, and you're standing here drinking all the Dom. Yep. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Alice's point was that since her and Mary have been together, she hasn't had any of her manic episode, and she attributes that to Mary. I wonder if her episodes aren't are kind of a, like a way for her to channel her grief about. And now that she kind of has a sister to worry about and protect in a way, that her episodes are not manifesting themselves. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is, that sounds, sounds like stuff. <laughs> um, I also think that aside from that, like, she's no longer, like, alone. That too. Like, like, she like, her and Mary are family, and for once, like, she's actually with her family, and she's not trying to kill each other, they're... She they're has not, somebody who accepts her. Yeah, they're not backstabbing each other. Right. So, so there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of just, like, the way Alice, like, Alice is feeling comfortable, Alice is feeling, you know, for lack of a better term, loved and accepted, and these are things that are helping so... So I think all that has to do play into her her not having any of her manic episodes. Back down in the tunnels, Renee is talking to to uh tree poison ivy. This was <laughs> the scene that I was like, Okay, yeah, something's definitely not right. Yeah. And Renee is talking and she apologizes, even though she's like, you know, I know you can't hear me and then we see a little tulip blossom. And I, I will say one of my favorite shots of the entire episode came right here when they the way they did the kiss, mm. like the way they did that shot was like one of my favorite shots of the whole episode. Yeah. So once once Renee sees the tulip, she takes it and she realizes that Pam can hear. Her, so she kisses her. And it's a very tender moment. We see Sophie in in Renee's office trying to break into her filing cabinet we go over to mary's clinic where luke and batwoman 
not try. She does because she opens the drawer and says, oh, my God. And then they transition right. immediately to Marcus. To the clinic. Yeah, to the clinic where they're putting Marcus on the gurney. And they're trying to figure out what to do with him. And Luke's like, you know, if we give him water, he's going to come. You know, he might come back. We don't know if he's going to wake up. So while they're trying to figure out what to do, that woman calls up Jada and says, hey, if you want to save your son, you better, you know, you better, you better, you better figure out how quickly. Yeah. And then, and then Sophie calls and Sophie's like, hey, Renee had the joy buzzer this whole time. She was never planning on letting Alice go free. She was just using you until you could get her what she wanted, her soulmate. Yeah. And then my favorite part is like, hey, how do you have reception in the tunnels? And Sophie's like, uh, I'm not in the the tunnels, but you need to get there immediately. Yeah. We go back to the tunnels and Renee and Poison Ivy are both gone. And I I both saw that see that coming at the same time. Yeah. So after they had kissed, Poison Ivy's eyes shot open. Um presumably because like the moisture on the moisture on Renee's lips would be enough to bring her back. That's what I'm assuming. It's it's very it's very Snow White esque. Yeah, I got true love's kiss vibes there as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh and that is the episode. Uh, coming back from the coming back from the break, it was a good episode. It was. Um, I the pacing, I you know the pacing was done really well. They were able to figure out, they were able to solve the problem of of like, hey, she does you know she doesn't have access to her suit, and like we thought that would be a problem going forward, but they kind of solved it here. So now she has the suit. Even though they don't, you know, they might not have access to the Batcave completely. Well, with, although right now Marcus is down, so I was going to say with Marcus out of commission, they have a hell of a lot of an easier time getting in. Yeah, um, the question will be like where it goes from here, because if you have Marcus in the state he's in, he's not really a threat. Poison Ivy will be though. Poison Ivy will be, but it would seem weird, like just to get, like, to build up Marcus to this and then... But I also don't see Marcus is going to be out of commission for long. Because right. this this serum was made specifically for Poison Ivy. He's not suffering from Poison Ivy, so it may not last as long for him. Very true. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Also, how this plays... Because if he's gone for any length of time, what happens to Wayne Enterprises? You know, could could Jada give Wayne Enterprises back to Ryan, um, being that, you know, can forge Marx's handwriting or whatever? Um, so there's a there's a few questions to to play out while Marcus is on the shelf. I'm I'm curious to see exactly where this goes. Yeah. So all we know right now is Marcus is out of commission. Mary and Alice are BFFs, and Renee and Poison Ivy are on the lam. Don't know where the hell they are, but we know where they're not, and that is in the Batcave. They did. They did get get access to the Batcave relatively quickly. Yes. Which I'm happy about. 
I mean, so they were able to get the they were able to get her suit, but now, like how, you know, it's not like they're going to be well with Marcus on the shelf. They might be able to to slip in and out of the Batcave, uh, but it's not it's not like they have complete access. So it'll you know, if I was her, I would get back to the Batcave just to get the car too. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, it'll like I said, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. But you know what I just realized too? What? We may be in for another hiatus in about we I think we'll have two more episodes and then we'll probably be on hiatus for the Olympics. Oh, the Olympics is happening, isn't it? Yes. Didn't we just have an Olympics? We did over the summer, but this is the Winter Olympics. Ugh. Um, so yeah, that is uh probably a thing that's gonna be happening. So I imagine we're probably going to have an episode, like, I think the last episode will probably be that Wednesday the 2nd, and then we'll probably be off until after they're over. Yeah, right now we just have, we have uh, next week on the 19th, and that's the only date right now in the IMDb page. Um, so, no, that's a... <sighs> Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Now, uh, did you happen to see the preview for next week? Because I did not. I did not. I I didn't get a chance to watch. I didn't get a chance to watch this on my DVR, so I've been watching it on the on the CW app, which does not give you the previews. The previews for some odd reason. You would think they would, but they don't. I agree. Like I don't understand. I don't understand why they don't either, but, um, so I'll probably watch, when I get home tonight, uh, since it's on my DVR, I'll probably watch the end just to see what the, uh, what next week's episode looks like, because I am very interested to see what is going to be going on, although I can tell you what the, no, I can't even tell you what the write-up is about it, because IMDb does not have a plot synopsis yet for it. All we know is... It is called Meet Your Maker. Ooh, interesting uh, title. And we get John Diggle. Ooh, love that. Maybe maybe we're digging into what's going on with John Diggle? Uh, I don't know. I just really, like, I heard that he was coming back for an episode this season. Uh, but I was like, I just really hope it's more, like, there's more of a reason than than what they had last season where he just like showed up for no reason whatsoever so that was last season wasn't it that was last season yeah that was when like he went through all of the shows and he's like hey i'm john diggle i'm here i'm excited to see exactly what where we're gonna be headed yeah i mean he works for star lab not star labs he works for um argus argus so it might you know, so he was he was alluded to earlier this season when when um, Luke talked about having a friend over at Argus that said you know that was saying right the Batwoman budget was actually a defense contract from Argus. And oh, that's right, I completely forgot that that friend was John. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what he does next episode. Uh, but like I said, I hope they give him a better reason to be there other than just, hey, I'm here. And I hope we get some kind of closure to whatever was going on with him that they mentioned. 
the last time we saw him too. Yeah. Yeah, with any luck, uh, with any luck, we'll get some stuff going. But other than that, uh, I don't think I have anything else. Me either. All right. Well, you can get in touch with us in a number of ways. You can uh, email us at BatwomanTVTalk at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BatwomanTVTalk on Twitter. You can tweet at me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can the people find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. Well, until next week, we are going to skedaddle because uh, it is getting late and I still need to eat dinner. Because all I've had for breakfast was a croissant earlier this morning. Oh, yes. You need to go get food. Yes. Um, And I have a lot of work to do still. Oh, God. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. They're shining the bat signal out in the sky. So we will see you all next week. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.